What's up, butt touchers? Thanks for listening and checking us out this week and leaving us those five-star reviews. New episodes of the show go up every Wednesday at noon. Available on all your favorite podcast platforms. For a full list, you can visit anchor.fm slash don't touch the butt. For news and updates about the show, visit our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash dttbpodcast. You can find me, your producer Dylan, on twitch.tv slash dylansovillain and on Twitter, just search for me, dylansovillain. You can also help support the show by checking out some of the adult toys and personal care products our host Deborah has available via Pure Romance. That's pureromance.com slash Deborah Wilson. All the links will be available in the episode description, but now let's get to the butt touching. Welcome to the Don't Touch the Butt Podcast, a weekly dive into a new topic with hosts Deborah and Steve. Whose butt are we touching this week? Let's find out. You ever taken a shit so big your pants fit better? <laughs> no, because usually I'm wearing stretchy fat pants. Oh. Dylan? Yep. Great fucking feeling, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although I did take a shit that was five pounds. Like, literally, I got on the scale before I took a shit. And then I got on the scale after I took a shit. Five pound shit. I guess that's better than uh, weighing the actual poop. <laughs> Look, if you want to fish in the toilet to weigh your own goddamn turd, that's your business. Well, I have a little hat for my stool specimens that I have to do when oh. I have my stomach. When I have to go and have my stomach checked out. Good God, how... Had it been like three weeks since you'd last dropped a deuce? No. I poop on a daily basis. I was talking about for the five pounder. No, I poop on a daily basis. Well, how much did you fucking eat in that day? Or the day before? I had a lot of water. That shouldn't make a big poo. Did you know that actually most of your fecal matter is water? <laughs> so, I think that i was just a lot of water weight from that poo so you think it was just like one giant stinky ass thermos of water yeah because it wasn't very solid oh yeah it was one of those is featuring guest star mr hanky <laughs> christmas poo from south park of course it is now the other worst one all right i don't know if you've done this or seen this when you've eaten a lot, like a lot of fried foods or specific brands of food where the where you get the oil slick on the water. Oh, yeah. Yup. Dylan, you ever had those? I'm tired of thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, because I had a thought when I was like five and it never really left me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I broke you. Um we have officially reached a new low. Or high. We are now talking about poo jokes. <laughs> but, like, I remember how it's, I ate, like, a shitload of fried food or something. And, you know, there's big fucking oil slick. And we got taught that, you know, you know, you light a match to try to get the smell away. Yeah. And one of my thoughts was, oil is flammable. What happens if a lit match falls in? And you haven't experimented yet? No, not really, because I haven't had an oil slick that big or a match. At the same time, anyway. Well, you keep matches in your bathroom. I do now, but now I, you know, now I shit on company time when I can. 
Yeah, well, I'm on FMLA, so I'm not shitting on company time. That's true, but if you want to know how long you can sit on the toilet reading your phone until they come looking for you, it's about 45 minutes. You have learned this from experience? Not firsthand. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Just saying. So... So, since we are apparently very mature today. (laughs) Yeah, it's just perfect for our topic today. (laughs) Well, I suppose we ought to get Dylan to play the thing then so we can start talking about it, huh? Yeah. Dylan! Don't touch the butt! So, episode number 13 a lucky number if you say so although the fact that we're talking about um hanukkah this this time um and the fabled lost tribe of israel maybe that actually kind of is a lucky number maybe i'm just saying so yeah guys with uh with apologies to adam sandler put on your yarmulke it's time for hanukkah There we go. This is radio still, Deborah. We don't have the cameras. (laughs) That's not my fault. Look, just because your boyfriend wants to have an OnlyFans 2 doesn't mean that we should have... Uh, Excuse me, mine is only cats. Right. It's an OnlyFans dedicated to all cats. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so... That's a lot of pussy. Ah, I see Uh, what you did there. Yeah. That's painful. Well, that was, in fact, very painful. <laughs> so here we are with Hanukkah, which is uh, appropriate concern that you are Jew-ish. Ish. <laughs> so why don't we just get started off with the basics? Um, so this is a known as the Festival of Lights. It lasts for eight nights. It falls on a, at a different time frame each year because it falls. It starts on the twenty fifth of Kislev. Um, so that can fall anywhere from late November to late December. Which, for everyone who doesn't know, the Jewish calendar is lunar, so it's 13 months long. Yes. So it never quite exactly matches up with the Gregorian calendar that we use in uh, day-to-day life. Thank you for that, because I was not going to explain that. Because uh, I just assume everyone knows this. Um, well, That's just- a negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Dylan, there are times I don't think you know a goddamn thing unless we do a podcast on it at this point. Ooh, man, am I learning. (laughs) (laughs) At least one of us is. Damn. (laughs) So you're paying as much attention to this research as you did for all your research in high school? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, so where were we? Oh yeah, uh, the menorah. Okay. It has nine candles, one higher or lower than the other. It's usually higher than the other eight, and there's four on each side. The ninth candle in the middle is used to light the others until all night. All the other nights are lit, um, and it commemorates the. You used a really big word. Rededication. Okay, that's not what I was getting. I was getting redecision. That and th- there's word, there's letters in there, yeah. Yeah, I, so you see where my trouble was. I'm I'm there for this. It. I'm just having some dyslexia moments, apparently. So, I'll jump in and say this then. Uh, it commemorates the rededication of the Second Temple in Jerusalem during the Maccabean Revolt. 
Um, just quick background, and I'll jump into it more here in a little bit. Um, the first temple was Solomon's temple uh, that you read about in the Bible in Kings, um, which was leveled in uh, 586 BCE by the Babylonians. Okay. Uh, the second temple was built in 516 BCE uh, and destroyed by the Romans in 70 CE. Um, so that's the temple in Jerusalem that Jesus uh, would have gone to. Okay. Um, the third temple hasn't been built yet. Um, there's a wide variety of reasons as to why. Um, but there's a fairly substantive portion of the Jewish re religious community that thinks that the third temple will be part of the Messianic age. Uh, with the coming of the Jewish Messiah. Yes. So we'll... That's really all I went into with the third temple because that... I was going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> and you're good at going down rabbit holes? Oh, yeah. Um, And originally fairly minor in the religious terms, but because it usually falls around Christmas, it is now seen as the, as the Jewish alternative to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have Hanukkah bush. Well, I think part of that's because of a very old Saturday Night Live skit. With Hanukkah Harry and his blue suit filling in for Santa Claus. Well, you know what? I'm still a big fan of my Hanukkah bush. I, you know what? I am not arguing a damn thing about Hanukkah Harry. Because <laughs> that's his name. Hanukkah Harry. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that SNL. It's an old one. Well, like old like... Um... Like old for me. Oh, okay. So it's so this old is like, like... This is probably like 80s. Fuck, I'm trying to think of a guy. You know who I'm trying to think of. No, I barely know who I'm trying to think of. Yes, you do. Because you and our... George Carlin. Uh, not that early. That's that's like how old I was thinking. No, 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 no not 70s. This is like 80s. Okay. So I've, so I've probably seen it. I just haven't really paid attention. Like, I like 70s, 80s SNL. 90s is... Early 90s is good. Late 90s is... Little eh. shaky. 2000s, not so much. But getting better. Anyway, um, I'm sure you can find the uh, Hanukkah Harry uh, video on YouTube somewhere. So, you know, if you like, just like the Hanukkah song that uh, Adam Sandler wrote that I in invoked earlier. Yeah, I know you can find that on YouTube. Yep. Um, also, the number of different spellings of this holiday is absurd. But Oh, yeah. Part of that is how you transcribe Yiddish into English. Is that you basically don't. Yeah. Um, the spelling that we use is H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H. Uh, yes. Um, there are variations that have one K, two Ns. There's um, variation that starts with C-H. With all the variations of Ns and Ks. Some have the H at the end, some don't. It's it's a mess. It's, it's just enough to make you say Mahoyven. Uh, yeah. So... You see what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did there. You're welcome. Yay. <laughs> Dylan, this is the part where you yell oive. I have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> the Mazel tov. is up the rails. The sad part is, is it's more on the rails than normal. Yeah. <laughs> it is. God, so, it's fucking hot in here. Um, it is a bit. So uh, the Maccabean Revolt uh, that I invoked earlier... 
uh, lasted from 167 to 160 BCE. Um, Jews led by the Maccabees, which that just means rebel warrior uh, in some ancient tongue, uh, against the uh, Seleucid Empire and uh, Hellenistic influence over Jewish life. Um, our story, this is the quick and dirty version. So, yeah, I know I'm skipping a lot. All right. At least you know that you're being quick and dirty. A. Um, Antiochus IV issued a decree forbidding Jewish practice. Just full stop. Uh, Matthias the Hasmonean refused to worship the great gods. Um, Antiochus had set up a, uh, an altar to Zeus uh, in the second temple. Um, Matthias killed a Hellenistic Jew uh, who had stepped forward to sacrifice to an idol and fled to the wilderness with his seven sons. Um, his son, uh, Judah Maccabee, led a guerrilla war against the Seleucids. Um, at the end, they would enter Jerusalem in triumph, uh, ritually cleanse the temple, uh, reestablish traditional worship there, uh, and installed Jonathan Aphis, uh, the youngest brother, as the high priest. Um, there's, it was a it was a guerrilla warfare. It was ugly. There's all sorts of information floating about there. Um, a lot of, I, I hate to say recent being a relative thing. Um, a lot of the earlier histories make it sound like this was the Maccabees revolting against the empire proper mm -hmm. and the Hellenistic influence because the Hellenistic Jews apparently blended Judaism and Greek mythology a little bit. Um, and the Maccabees were fundamentalists. So this may or may not have been uh, more of a civil war uh, between the countryside traditional Jews and the more urbanized Hellenistic Jews in Jerusalem. Okay. Um, so it was, you know, who knows at this point because 2,000 years ago and more. Yeah. So it probably was just a strictly internal matter, which is why the Seleucids didn't really do a whole lot about it. Yeah. Other than say, go, my darlings. Um, so by tradition, uh, the Maccabees only had a small jug of oil that had remained pure and uncontaminated uh, just by virtue of the fact that it had a seal on it because all the other ritual oil had been used or, or desecrated or whatever over the course yeah. um, of the other sacrifice in the temple. Um, they only had enough oil to sustain the menorah, you know, the lamp uh, in the temple for eight for a, one day, but it miraculously lasted for eight, um, which it was enough time to get more oil. And that's where you have the eight day sequence for Hanukkah. Yeah. Because the entire celebration of Hanukkah is the celebration of the miracle of oil. Yes. So there's your history lesson, guys. Yay, history. Oh, yeah, it gets fun. Also, since women were also involved in running the temple a little bit, uh, more back-end support stuff. Yeah. Because they procured the oil, they got it ready to be blessed and all that. Women were part of the miracle, too. So this is actually one of the rare Jewish holidays. It's unisex. Yeah. As opposed to being almost exclusively patriarchal. Yeah. So, which is something I find very fascinating, um, because especially in that time, you didn't find very many things that were celebrating the matriarch, unless it was almost purely matriarchal. Yes, um, and that brings us to our rituals and customs. Mm -hmm. So, first off, this is not a Sabbath-like holiday. Uh, so the thirty-nine. 
39th, Melicott aren't in play. Uh, the Melicott, since apparently I just didn't put in a definition. Uh, those are the list. That's the list of forbidden activities uh, for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So there's th- there's a list of 39 things. If you're Jewish, you're not allowed to do on the Sabbath. I didn't write them out because that would be boring. But Hanukkah, I mean, except for the day, night that falls on the Sabbath. Yeah. Which there's only one Sabbath over the course of Hanukkah because of the way the calendar works. But there's 39 things you can't do on Sabbath. Most festivals actually care about that, even if it's they're not on Sabbath. Yeah. So like Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, I think, are Sabbath-like. I'm a little rusty. Yeah. So those have the 39 Melkot in play. Hanukkah does not. Okay. See, I, I'm i just a bad Jew, and I eat pork all the time. No, I don't. No, pork you is don't. gross. You, you wouldn't know pork if it walked up and shook your hand. Yes, I would, because I'd go, man, you smell funny. <laughs> uh, so then we have the menorah lighting, um, which one additional uh, candle is lit per night. The middle or the one that's off to the side, the Samash, Shamash is lit every night. Um, candles or oil lamps are lit at the beginning of each Jewish day, nightfall. Um, and the Shamash is for a Talmudic prohibition of using the menorah light for anything other than pub- publicizing or meditating on the Hanukkah miracle. Um, some of the group, some groups light the shamash first and use it to light others. Uh, others light it last and st- still others light all the appropriate candles on the, uh, on the same match. Um, electric lights are okay, whether it's either prohibited or a bad idea, uh, to have open flames. So if you're in a nursing facility, in a hospital setting, mm. Um, you would see those alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is where it gets kind of fun because of the uh, Talmudic rulings over the centuries. Because so there are some groups that allow for recitation of a blessing over an electric lamp, mm-hmm. and some that don't. So um, the groups that allow for it only allow if the menorah is both incandes- if the light is both incandescent and battery operated. So literally, a flashlight can be okay, but a plug-in LED menorah isn't kosher. That is hilarious. Yep. I don't like. I've never had mm-hmm. one that was electric or battery powered. Mm-hmm. I've only ever used candles or the little oils. Yeah, which are so cool. Yeah. Because fire. Well, that too, but. The fact that the Talmud has and the rulings therein are so specific on, you know, you can do this, but you can't do that. It's kind of like um, this may be in the Talmud, too, because I didn't do a whole lot of study in Judaism. But like with the more observant Seventh-day Adventists, you're not supposed to, you know, do anything on the Sabbath, you know, rest. And you shouldn't be doing something to encourage others to work. Yeah. So like you're allowed to open the refrigerator on the Sabbath only if it's already running. So, like, when it goes to the cooling cycle, yeah, it's okay to open the fridge. That is... Yeah. And I I have it stuck in my head that that's kind of another Talmudic thing. But, so, again, it's just that legalistic. Yeah. Um, so, the 
lights are for illuminating the house without, not lighting the house within. So it must be visible to a passerby. So you have to put it in the window or in a doorway. So mm-hmm. that way it's accessible to for your neighbors to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, I actually did not light a menorah last year because we don't have a good window where you can, where passerbys can actually see it. Mm-hmm. Um, perks of being well, not in a house. Well, yeah. Um, generally, lim- women are excluded by the Talmudic law. Uh, from participating in most rituals, but they are required to participate in the lighting of the Hanukkah candles because they too were involved in the miracle. Um, as you had stated before, the lighting of the candles on Sabbath is forbidden, so candles for the Sabbath that they need to be lit before nightfall. Um, yeah, more Talmudic for uh, rules. You can't light a candle on the Sabbath. But there's a Sabbath that falls in during Hanukkah, so you we're going to light them the day before. Yeah. Um, and then there are two blessings recited each night. One is for the lighting of the candle, and the other is for the miracle of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's occasionally a third one. Um, and again, I didn't transcribe the, 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 the blessings, um, mostly because I didn't want people to hear my horrible recitation. Uh, of ancient Hebrew. Um, I think it's Hebrew. Either way, <clears throat> I don't want people to hear my hor- my horrific recitations. Um, and the third blessing isn't said every night. It's only said on the first. Yes. Um, and then that brings us to Hanukkah music. Um, more uh, songs have been written about Hanukkah than any other Jewish holiday. For example, O Hanukkah, Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. The Hanukkah song. Yeah. (laughs) Look at any Adam Sandler movie. There's always a reference to something Jewish, uh, whether it be a Jewish athlete or something to the holiday. Well, that's kind of a running gag in a lot of different places. Um, Like there was a gag in an old ass TV show called F Troop um, where the uh, Native Americans were called Native Americans, but they acted stereotypically Jewish. Oh, see, I never saw it. It was a weird sitcom. Sounds like it. Yeah, it set on the American frontier. And the American officers are either dirty, mischievous, or incompetent, or both. Um, And there's a large contingent of Native Americans. (laughs) Sounds Um, like... um... Oh, God, that Hogan's Heroes, but with Native Americans. Well, the problem is in Hogan's Heroes, the Nazis were the doofs, but as opposed to the uh, allies. Anyway, but with F Troop, the gag was that they were acting stereotypically Jewish because they were the lost 13th tribe. Uh, okay, that's funny. It, sorry, it took me a while to get there, but I got there in the end. Hey, sometimes all you need is a little t- bit of time. <laughs> um, Rebe's uh, traditionally played violin after the menorah is lit so there's a big tradition of music on hanukkah oh yeah um i remember being a kid and we would i would celebrate with my friends and Mm -hmm. we would and i remember my first hanukkah with them i was like 
do we need to blow out the candles? And they're like, no. And I was like, why not? And they're like, you're getting ready to learn, child. You're getting ready to learn. And I bet your first Hanukkah was basically Deborah's eight, Deborah's eight nights of asking a million questions. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and I did not envy my best friend's family at the time. Like, I, we, it was... So many questions, so little time, and so many answers of, why do you keep asking this? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you jumped in with both feet, man. I did, and my favorite part was the food. Oh, the food. Yeah, this is also my favorite part, too, because um, there's a bunch of traditional foods, but like the biggest custom um, is the stuff that's either fried or baked in oil, uh, particularly preferably olive oil, um, just to commemorate the miracle of a small flask of oil, keeping the second temple lit for eight days. But deep fried goodness. Like latkes, they're like a fried potato fritter. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, they are delicious. I mean, just... Yeah, they... uh, The other one are sufganiot. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, They're jam-filled donuts. And they are delicious. I don't know if you've had any. I have. Oh, it, my gosh. Especially, like, when they are fresh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dangerous to my scale uh, and my pants. That's why you just wear stretchy pants like me. I don't have the legs for leggings, honey. <laughs> no, you don't have the butt. I don't have an ass. Exactly. You don't <laughs> have the butts. I mean, I have more of an ass than Dylan does, but... That's just because you eat a lot more. Shut up, man. Um, The last thing is the uh, Buimuelos spherical donuts. Yes. So again, deep fried dough. So good. (laughs) And the tradition of eating cheese and dairy products to commemorate the heroism of Judith during the Babylonian captivity following the destruction of the first temple and to commemorate women's involvement in the miracle. Real quick, my notes didn't include anything on Judith. Um, So, sorry guys, this is like, hey, this is why the thing is. I'm not going to go in what the thing, exactly the what we're commemorating, just we're commemorating this. Details not happening because this is not that sort of show. Yep. We're, we're trying to keep it pretty quick and kind of surface level. And roast goose, mostly among Eastern European and American Jews. But this has also been in decline. No, but have you had roast goose on Hanukkah? Oh, my God. My, f- my first Hanukkah. And I was like, what is this? I've never seen something like this. And this is amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, you think turkey's good? Mm-mm, have you some roasted goose. Oh, yeah. Ooh, maybe we should talk to your family and have them make me a roast goose this year. Yeah, because somehow I don't see you enjoying a honey-baked ham. <laughs> <laughs> Although they did have turkey for me last year. I know, they, they care. It's just like at work, traditionally, while there's a lot of people who make turkey and bring it in, there's also a contingent that buys a honey-baked ham. For those who don't want to eat turkey at Thanksgiving. (laughs) So then we move on to games. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have the dreidel game, uh, which is a four-sided spinning top, each with a Hebrew letter on the On each face. Yeah, there we go. I'm struggling a little bit. That's okay. Um, 
Nis Gidl Haya Sham. A great miracle happened there. Now, here's what's even more fun is the dreidel sold in Jerusalem don't have that. They actually, I don't remember, I didn't write down the translation, but it's a great miracle happened here. Oh, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the game, it's done in turns. Each player starts with usually uh, 10 to 15 pieces uh, ga- or game pieces, and they spin the dreidel. None up is nothing. Gimmel up is win the pot. High up, you get half the pot rounded up. Shin up, you put a piece into the pot. Uh, you're out when you're out of pieces. The winner is the last person with pieces. Now, this is where it gets kind of wild because the game theory, <laughs> this involves math, so of course I did some. The most advantageous position to be in is going first. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Yeah. And the further along you go, the less advantageous it becomes. Yep. Um, And those games, I have not played with the dreidel game in a very long time. Um, Not since I was probably little. But I just remember the game taking longer than Monopoly. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. And... Like, I remember playing as a teenager, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I haven't played since I was a teenager, and we would play with Gelt, um, Mm -hmm. which is money given as a Hanukkah, uh, given as a present during Hanukkah, Uh, but right, but now, like, you see that as being gold and silver coins, like chocolate coins, Mm -hmm. so they're not real Gelt, they're just chocolate Gelt, like, they're... It doesn't mean they're not real. They're just not, they're not the money. same kind of valuable. <laughs> um, and so that takes us out of that. Just about. But um, Gelt is basically the most common game piece for the dreidel game. Yes. Um, and what's really funny is that Gelt kind of show up, especially the chocolate Gelt, um, starts showing up all sorts of places that uh, you wouldn't think it. Um, like there's a sizable contingent of, of Christians who would put gelt in their children's stockings or as a Christmas present. Uh, yeah. I remember getting gelt from my dad's side of the family mm-hmm. when we were kids. And I was like, this is gelt. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, um, my parents gave it to us um, when we were little and even on up. And, you know, hey, this is coins, but it's chocolate. chocolate. I'm confused. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, that's about as far as all right, you think let's think when about this. On Christmas morning, when you get to eat chocolate for breakfast, like actual honest to God chocolate, you don't give a fuck about anything else. That is very true. <laughs> I feel so sorry for my parents in retrospect. <laughs> Cause I know how chopped up on sugar we got. That's so funny. Like, we did not have, like, we didn't open our stockings until after uh, lunch. And by that point, you'd already, we'd already gone through opening, getting Mm -hmm. our Santa gifts, getting our. um, Each other gifts. Our each other gifts. And so then we've already had all that excitement. And then it's. It's time for a nap by the time you open your stocking. See, my family did it exactly the opposite, Um, at least when we were little. Um, It's wake up, get the Santa gifts, get hopped up on sugar, (laughs) 
go to family's house or wait for family to come over, depending. Open presents for each other. Well, I'll tell you, like, do the nuclear family presents before the uh, before you join the rest of the extended family. Mm-hmm. Open presents there. Have huge lunch and then nap. <laughs> like Chris, I, I kind of joke about it. Um, it's an all day affair. Yeah. Because it lasts and, you know, at least for my family, it goes until seven or eight. And depending on how old your children are, you might have been up since six. Yeah, that's about how it was when we were children mm-hmm. uh, with my family. Uh, but we, we'll talk more about that on the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that pretty much takes us out of Hanukkah. Yep. Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Hanukkah. Yep. And uh, if the schedule is right, this will be coming out during Hanukkah? Yep. All right. We planned something out. <laughs> Who knew? It actually happened. Accidents do. Well, we can actually thank our producer for that because he thought this through. Woo! Even if he is a morning zoo DJ. Yep. <laughs> Dylan, you want to know anything else? Nope. Deborah, you got anything else? No. All right. Dylan, do the thing. Do 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 do. Don't touch the butt. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Something, something, something. Let's dance the horror. Something, 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 something. something. <laughs> <laughs>